Sounds. Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to bring you Minute number 22 of Ghostbusters today. Brady, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good because I am... What am I sipping on here? Ah, Ecto Cooler. A high C Ecto Cooler. Like we said yesterday, it came in from uh, our fan, Mr. David Cole out of Boston. David uh, was telling us that he actually saw some of the production of Ghostbusters in Boston. That's the 2016 Ghostbusters. Really? Yeah, which they shot a lot of that in Boston. Actually. That's right. Hey, are you ready to get into minute number 22? Let's do it. I am as well. So here we go. What we're going to do, as usual, if this is your first time to listen to the show, first of all, we want to say hello, and you have 21 minutes to catch up on, so we'll go ahead and pause and wait right now for you to do that. Okay, you caught up? Great. At 22 minutes, Dana Barrett walks into the firehouse and says, Hello, to a seemingly empty firehouse. At 22.08, Ray Stance is working on the engine of Ecto-1 with a lit cigarette in his mouth. At 22.13, Dana approaches Janine's desk and asks, Is this the Ghostbusters office? At 22.21, having heard the voice of one, Peter Venkman pops up from behind his desk, and he can be seen right over the filing cabinets, and bursts into a sprint, nearly killing himself as he snags his foot as he hurdles a railing. At 22.26, Peter Venkman introduces himself to Dana Barrett and asks if he can help her. At 22.30, Dana Barrett tells him that she doesn't know, and that what she has to say might sound a little unusual. At 22.37, Peter tells her that's all they get day in and day out around this place. At 22.40, Peter asks her to come into his office. At 22.43, we cut to a thermal image of Dana's profile where, as she recounts her paranormal experience. At 22.46, Dana tells the Ghostbusters that these events happened two days prior and that she hasn't been to her apartment since. At 22.50, Peter Vinkman tells Dana that what she experienced isn't typical of a major appliance. At 22.59, Egon shines a light into Peter's eyes and says that she's telling the truth, or at least she thinks she is. And thus ends minute number 22 of Ghostbusters. So, Brady, in this, we get to see... Dana Barrett and Peter Venkman introduced to each other for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of the best, most well-played romantic uh, relationships in a, in a comedy, as far as I'm concerned, you know, yeah. save for Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. In, in, in the multiple of, movies they yeah. have. You don't oh, really, really see her too much anymore. No, you don't see her too much anymore, and that's a yeah. shame, because like you said, she was the, the go-to comedy, romantic comedy girl for or lady for so long in the 90s, but yeah. this one is a little bit different, because it starts, it starts off on such a rough foot. You know, like Dana Barrett, almost from the minute she meets Peter Venkman, just smells what he's, what yeah. he's laying out, and, and I she mean, doesn't like it. Speaking of starting off on a rough foot, like if you notice, what as soon as he jumps over the little railing, his foot snags yeah. the side of it, and he could have very easily just fallen. Flat he could on have his gone face. down. He could have smashed into Janine's desk, and we wouldn't have a movie. And also, speaking of a rough foot, if you look on the left side of the filing cabinet, you can see a crew member's foot sticking out during really? the scene. Yeah, it pulls in at about the time he runs up to jump over the railing. So, huh. uh, yeah, that's kind of scary when you see him tap his foot like that. He recovered like a boss, though. Yeah, well, that's Bill Murray. I love that he comes up to her and says, yeah, that's all we get day in and day out at this place. Mm-hmm. Like, literally yeah. no one is coming up, and <laughs> up at that point. just looks at him like, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. So, um, another thing, too, is uh, when she walks by Ray, who's working on, an, on a car engine with a cigarette in his yeah. mouth, uh-huh. and he looks up and looks looks at her like, why is someone in here? Yeah. Why is yeah. someone <laughs> coming into this business? Like. So, but it's, it's also cool to show that these guys are multifaceted, and uh, Ray has an understanding of, you know, He's not just book smart, but he knows how to 
I don't know. Work work with his hands. Yeah, usually when you have like an engineering project, you have the brains behind the operation, Egon, who would probably do the theoretical stuff and maybe work out all the math. And then you have like the mechanic aspect, the person that actually puts everything together, which, you know, is a little bit more blue collar. Like, you know, the race dance character is both worlds. He's into the theoretical, you know, the mythology and everything. And then he is also into the mechanic side because it didn't he's he's the one that built the proton packs. Is that correct? I mean, it's it's. It's kind of a pl- uh, assumed that I think oh, okay. Egon and him may have both had a hand in it, but Worked I don't know. They, yeah, they, they never really say officially, but um, yeah. it's a cool little touch to show that. I really like, I kind of wish we had more going on in this phase of the Ghostbusters where, you know, Peter Venkman's using that weird kind of squeeze pump thing. And, you know, and I got I to gotta hand it to the Ghostbusters 2016 movie for giving a little bit of explanation to where all of these things came from. Yeah. Uh, like the jumpsuits, mm-hmm. you know, um, Patty... The character of Patty says, "Like, hey, we I stole these from work or wherever it was. Yeah. And now we don't have to worry about getting covered in slime." And that right there explains something that the '84 movie didn't and didn't necessarily need to explain. Right, but you know, it's it's little things like that that I think kind of help a story move along. But you do get to see the Holtzman character kind of building everything and freaking out on, on, on everything getting put together. Which, that is true. yeah, like you say, it's not really necessary. But I think uh, that's the kind of thing that I think like nerds really appreciate in movies. Is mm-hmm. you know, and, like, and honestly, it's a big it's a big part of Ghostbusters is mm-hmm. the equipment, is the hardware. Uh, we we kind of do need to see where this stuff is coming from. Yeah, but I don't hold it against the movie at all. No, no, but it's I, I kind of would like to see a little bit more. I, Maybe a little bit more in depth as to what their early phase stuff before the proton packs yeah. consisted of, like walking around taking readings and stuff like that. Now, in a minute, in this, in the next minute coming up, or maybe it's a couple minutes from now, we're going to get into um, their actual uh, testing. You know, the interview of Dana and all that. Yeah, we're going to get into what they do to kind of research the paranormal aspect of everything before they jump into it. And I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that. We had maybe one more scene of them, of them, or maybe a montage of them doing stuff like that. But you know, like 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 we said, it's 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 not an imperfect movie without that. I guess it's not necessary, but for me, it would have been cool to see that. So. Yeah, I love that Peter says like, "Can you step back here into my office?" As if it's going to be this private conversation. Yeah, it's just a it's an open air office. Yeah. yeah, and then later in the movie, like Walter Peck is shown in his office, and that's the same area, right? Like Peck just steps into that little gated yeah. area, and yeah. then they have a heated conversation where everybody can hear them. <laughs> but there's those glass, the glass unit off to the right in the in the right hand side of the screen it's like a glassed in area yeah i don't know what that is well whenever he would say like step into my office like in my mind for some reason he goes into that area but in reality he just sits down behind the filing cabinet and i love whenever he hears her voice he just pops up yeah and i can't remember if in ghostbusters 2 they show his office space and they've i'm probably just I honestly don't remember. I guess we'd have to go watch Ghostbusters too. But um, it's really funny when his head just pops up like a groundhog almost. Just kind of like, what's that? A lady? Hang on. Yeah. Peter, bring me to the rescue. Ironic. So the last thing that happens in this minute is that Egon Spangler tells Vankman, you know, she's telling the truth, or at least she thinks she is, which is is an odd thing to say, you know, because as the audience, we've seen it. And if you show something to the audience, it really, it needs to have had happened. You shouldn't lie to your audience <laughs> at any point. Yeah, and you, know? you, you have to wonder why the skepticism. Sorry. Uh, well, I think with any, and we'll get into this again in the next minute, I think with any scientific endeavor, they're going to have to research it with a skeptic's eye. That's usually what a scientist does. They have a hypothesis, and that's why they test against stuff before they can finally say, like, it's a theory or if it's a scientific law, right? So... What they would have to do is say, okay, here's a gamut of things that could be going on. Let's roll out all this fake stuff so that we don't have to spend money going in and busting this stuff. But I think that uh, when he says, okay, 
at least, you know, she thinks she's telling the truth. Maybe she is in denial and has convinced herself that this is what's happened. Because a lot of times in haunting cases, you have people that have convinced themselves like, oh, this is someone trying to reach out to me from beyond the grave. When in actuality, no, you just have some faulty pipes in your attic. Or, yeah, in the case of people who think that they've been abducted by aliens, it might actually just be sleep paralysis. You know what's um, really funny is we're actually going to get into that stuff in the next episode, too. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. have some notes on that, uh, which is uh, in, in some, some in-depth, really interesting stuff about that. But, um, yeah, yeah, like you were saying, it's, it's, it's something else that's happening. You've, you've leaped in logic and you convince yourself that it's something supernatural. Right. One scene that I really liked in The Conjuring, there's a scene where the Warrens are investigating a haunting and they go up into an attic and they tap on some pipes and they're like, hey, here's your problem. You just have old pipes in your house. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said about the Warrens and I think there's actually a lot of evidence out there that they were kind of full of it. Uh, if you follow some of the stories out there about the Amityville haunting. But what this movie did is it, The Conjuring at least gave you the, an idea that before they said, hey, it's ghosts or demons or whatever, they would fully research any other possibility before they said, like, this is something outside of the bounds of the natural happening here. Yeah. And I mean, as desperate as these guys are for work, you know, they're still professionals. Yeah. Or, you know, Egon and Ray are, are still professionals and they do want to clarify everything before they before they go into this look if she's having like some problems in her life that have manifested themselves in the form of hallucinations and things like that ghostbusters aren't going to be able to fix that she's going to need to go see a psychologist and sit down and actually say hey what's the root of all these problems it's like oh something happened to me when i was a kid and then 10 years later uh, i kept seeing like a, a, a dead cat around my house and it turns out it was actually me you know missing my aunt or whatever i don't know <laughs> but, yeah. but it's yeah. kind of like they, they do need to 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 figure out is dana barrett is this stuff actually happening to her or is this something she's convincing herself is happening? Uh, one thing I do like about this scene is when we get that smash cut to them interviewing Dana and she's saying like, oh, and then I've heard this voice say Zool. It's on uh, the thermal camera that's pointed at her. And I couldn't find out the name of what this thermal camera was. I and mean, for all I know, it's just a thermal camera. Uh, it's taking heat signatures on her, kind of like the predator sees. And her mouth is one-to-one with what's happening on there. It's an actual camera pointed at her on set. Well, later in the movie, when Louis Tully comes in and he's possessed by Vince Clortho, you can see the terror dog yeah, on the screen. So they had to really seed cool that joke for later with here having Dana Barrett on there, you know, with all the leads and stuff hooked up to her head. So yeah, that is a very cool touch. Well, do you have anything else for this minute? No, that's it for me. I don't either. And I'm almost done with my acto cooler, which means I need to go get another. And it means we need to go ahead and wrap this minute up. Let's so. do it. Folks, thank you for joining us for minute number 22. Please come back again tomorrow. We'll have minute number 23. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. We're here to tell you that death is but a door. Time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.